everybody, and welcome to the 162nd episode of the Shattered Order Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Wink. What's up, dude? Oh, same as always. Ready to talk about some swugga? We got some good topics tonight. There's, uh, you know, there's relic stuff. We have a very special topic that I think is going to be interesting, um, which we'll get to that later. But uh, yeah, what's going on with you? Oh, you know, hanging in there. Just enjoying my long weekend. Ooh, that sounds nice. I know. It's if I, if people might think that's uh, a tribute to the three-day weekend that most people are getting this week. But mine started Wednesday, and I don't go back till Monday. So I don't have Monday off, but I have a very long weekend this week. Very nice. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it's been good. Been good. So, just just a lot of watching kids. I, I can imagine. <laughs> like, da- like dads tend to do. Yeah, yeah. And you have plenty of those running around. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Could lose one and never notice. <laughs> That's terrible, but probably true. Um, all right, so... Did you see this episode nine trailer? I did. And it's funny. I wrote, it's funny how much this, uh, this video is being talked about like a trailer, but apparently it was only, I don't know. They didn't really call it a trailer. They called it D 23 live, uh, footage. Like it was actually footage from the movie, but it seemed very trailer like to me, but I did see it. So, and I can say that it was very, it was very, I don't know what if sentimental is the word, but if you sit and you watch the whole thing, it's crazy. It's very, it definitely makes you feel like this is the end of the whole Skywalker saga yeah. that they've put together over 40 years, 30 years. Long time. You know? Long time. Yeah. So it's, it's crazy. So I'm look, really look makes you may look even more forward to that movie. Heck yeah! I mean, I liked The Force Awakens a lot. Uh, I like J.J. Abrams a lot because he wrote and directed my favorite television show. What so, was that? <laughs> Lost. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. So he did one of my I'm favorites forward- as well. Uh, Fringe. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Alias. <laughs> Haven't seen that one. Yeah, that was his first one. But I did also really, really like Fringe. Um, gosh, there was a, some TV show with the lady from Fringe. I was just watching it. Oh, really? It's on Netflix, I think. I don't think I've Anyways, ever seen her anything off topic. else. Yeah. yeah, I saw her and I'm like, who is that? And then I finally figured it out. I'll have to figure out who that is and, and what show that was and let you yeah. know. But it was pretty good. There's been some good stuff on Netflix. Uh Watched a good comedy deal today, and we've been watching Stranger Things. Have you seen that show? Oh, I love Stranger Things. That show's amazing. It's pretty good. We we just finished season two, so yeah. Yeah, that's the season three was really good. It just came out this year, so nice. You'll like it. Man, cannot wait. Uh, probably gonna start that tomorrow, so that should be fun. So, uh, the other thing we, I mean, football's starting up. I I mean, this is the last podcast in which we will not talk about 
I mean, we're about to talk about football, I guess. But from here on in, there will definitely be football discussions on the Shadow World podcast, of course. Um, but we got a fantasy football league going on. Why don't you tell people about that? Um, I wanted to mention this because I thought it was pretty cool. But last year we had one, we had one fantasy football league for the podcast. And Han Pikey, shout out to you. You were the champion last year. That same league is back again this year. But we had enough interest that now we have two leagues. So Ooh. we got two Shattered Our Podcast leagues going. It's crazy. I'm uh, glad all you guys joined. It's going to make it a lot of fun. So we'll see if we end up with three next year. But yeah, good luck to everyone that's joined the Shattered Our Podcast Football League because it looks like it's going to be fun. Heck yeah, I agree. I'm ready to destroy some people in that league. Ha <laughs> ah, ha uh, Sorry, I was pe- I was looking up uh, what show Anna Torv was from, Fringe, the Fringe Lady, and it's Mindhunter. If you've never watched Mindhunter on Netflix, it's amazing. I love that show. Interesting. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a show about when they first started studying serial killers and the minds of serial killers, and it's ah. the the agents. I think it's FBI agents that were going to the prisons and interviewing them. It's really, really good. I have to check that out. Sounds interesting. Yeah, it was good. All right. So this is the part that I did not put up on here. So let me get this up on the stream real quick. Um, Because I I, actually got an image this time. So here is... um, I I think this is a good sounder for uh, for this segment. Execute order 66. <laughs> All right. Very nice. What do we got here? What we got is me trying to get this image up on the stream so that everyone can see it. Ah. All right. All right. I got it. We're good. All right. So this week on Wink tries to pronounce things. Yes. We have Ewoks. And uh, everybody loves some cuddly Ewoks. So I picked out a bunch of Ewok names. All right. And uh, see if you can get them. Cool. There's one on there. I mean, they don't seem too hard, but there's one on here that just is out of control. Agreed. So, um, <laughs> all right. So, I think there is a slight typo on one of these first two, the second one in particular, um, at least in the version that I am looking at. So, first one is Whittle Warwick. <laughs> Warwick? Does say Warwick? Warwick. Warwick. Whittle Warwick. Whittle Warwick. Warwick. I can't even say it the second time. And Whittle that sounds about right to me. For anyone that wants the description there, brothers who operated the ATST on indoor with Chewbacca. Ah, cool. And uh right. apparently his brother is Wonka Warwick. Wonka. Mm. <laughs> like Willie. I like it. Like Willie Wonka Warwick. Whittle, Won- Whittle okay. and Wonka. <laughs> All right. The third one we Tongue have twister. here is um, Nohoa Pack. <laughs> no, Nohoa Pack. So, sounds like a Native American tribe or something. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> it's a, he is an Ewok from Indoor who was named by Hasbro. 
to sell toys. Okay. I don't know about you, but that is a terrible name to try to get people to remember when you're selling toys. Dad, can you get me the Nahoa Apak, please? Yes. When you go to the store? I, that's, I guarantee you that Ewok came with a teepee. Um, the, <laughs> the fourth Ewok is going to be Fufanique. <laughs> Fufanique. Like a repaste. That's kind of what it Fufanique. reminds me of. Yeah. <laughs> One of several Ewoks whose names were given... In the Rogues Gallery article in Star Wars Insider 135 by Leland Chi. That's basically basically to say that they had a picture of a bunch of Ewoks that were in the movie. And they named this Ewok for an article. Interesting. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah. Alright, so the right. the final one is going to be Wijunkie. Wijunkie. I, think that I would have said Wijunkie. Like kind of like a, a Nintendo Wii, Wii junk. I almost went that way, but there's only one I. Um, yeah, that's true. Yeah, and when you're pronouncing weird things, you got to keep track of how many uh, vowels. Exactly, are, so. very important stuff. He was also one of several Ewoks whose names were given in the Rogues Gallery article. So there you go. All right, very nice. One of those five Ewok names is incorrect. Part of me. Uh, there's three I'm kind of in between, but I'm worried it's not going to be any three of those. I'm going to go with Wonka Warwick. Oh, I like it. Man, you're on a roll. It is Wonka. And the yes. only thing the only thing wrong with that name is it's W-U-N-K-A, Wonka. Oh. And I was like, this is too funny to not call him Wonka. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. So it's really Wonka Warwick, but it, I put Wonka. So there you go. Very very nice. Well, uh, Wink wins again. <laughs> like, I like this game. I like Wink can apparently only do accents. Wink and Wario esque Italian. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> it's actually a pretty good description. Um, all right, let's <laughs> let's go ahead and jump to this first topic or second topic, I guess. Hey guys, what did you do in Swoga this week? Just a mind-blowing week in Swoga. GAC returns. I got destroyed in that today. Um, I've seen <laughs> and heard people talking about Bastla Sean. Her lead is awesome against General Grievous. No. Someone said that? Lots. Yeah, they're like videos on it and people say that i'm gonna suggest people not try that because it did not go well um <laughs> i think so and to be completely fair part of it's probably the mods because i obviously have my jedi team set up a little bit more protection based based around recovering that protection when they attack out of turn versus a bastila sean lead in which you would want to load up with health because you get the protection up, which is obviously based on your base health. So the idea of it, I think, is pretty solid. But you damn sure better... you That didn't make any sense. Um, <laughs> you better be damn sure that you use the correct mods on that team. Otherwise, you are going to be in some serious trouble. Um, 
It, I mean, it just, yeah, it went unbelievably poorly. So, yeah, I am going to lose in round two of was um, it? GAC. How, how well were they geared? Uh, they were all gear 12 except not, for yeah. Grievous and B1. Both of them were gear 13. Yeah, because my Bastila... And it was the team Jedi, that had Newt in it in place of Droideka. My Revan team got rocked um, when... Uh, my Revan team got rocked when I tried to go against Grievous. Oh, so yeah. It took me to the very end to actually win it and I came back and I had lost two people so I using uh Revan's lead I don't think I've ever had an issue against General Grievous I mean it's I it's always super clean and pretty much full health full protection um but everybody's just seen so much stuff about how great Bastila was I was like I guess I'll try it and then um you know, uh, right after that, I went into another battle against an old Republic team. And so I had to try and make up for those 20 points I was missing because uh, he was really efficient against my defense, like mind-blowing efficient. I did not expect that. But um, so I had to go in trying to be efficient and I used my Rex team with Wampa and Stormtrooper Han and Rex went to use his ability after a lot of turns on Zalbar to just lay waste and it freaking misses. I swear to God, <laughs> I about chucked my phone across the room. I was so pissed. Um, uh, like I easily would have won, uh, you know, had I had it just hit and nope, nada. So uh, things went very poorly from that. So after that, I just started experimenting, which was fun. I did find out that my five-star gear 11 Malak, it cannot solo an old Republic team. Well, good. that is good to know. It is very good to know. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess when you know you're going to lose, you go and start playing with the counters, right? That That's or pretty much what Before then. Yeah. I, yeah, it was after, um, you know, after the Grievous situation, then after the Rex situation, I was just like, Hell with it. I'm just going to test. I'm going to see how few characters I can actually test to take some of these teams out. And then in hindsight, I shouldn't have done that because me, Sol, and Tess are in a competition to get to oh, Kyber yeah. first. <laughs> and I was like, I, about that. I just threw away a bunch of points. So that was actually a really stupid strategy. But um, uh, I'm not too worried about it. It's just one round. We'll be okay. Just one round. So other than that, and all that really exciting stuff, um, Gear 12 B1. Uh, that was something I did this week. That's pretty exciting. Um, I got a little bit more work to do on that team. I, you know, I kind of want to put that Zeta on Newt. I'm kind of in a holding pattern on everything. I'm just stocking up with as much gear as I possibly can. Which is kind of hurting because there's a lot of characters I would really love to um, gear up and kind of start working on to bolster some of these teams. But mm -hmm. I feel like there's something coming and I don't want to miss out on it. So I'm just holding everything and I'm not gearing up with anyone. If we get past this week and we don't see anything, I might gear up a couple characters. Maybe Newt. Um... I have 
67 Zeta mats, I believe. So I could throw some Zetas on some characters. Uh, Newt is one of the considerations just because that synergy with the General Grievous team. Um, I've been using Droid Echo with my RJT Resistance team. Uh, so you get the bonus turn meter with BB-8 and the synergy there. But, dude, he smashes. That is, I love using him with RJT. That is, that works incredibly well. Um, I, I am actually really happy with, with that. Uh, I think next time I'm going to make sure I'm going to put R2-D2 back into my RJT team. Um, and RJT, BB-8, probably Finn slash... Holdo, one of those two, and then Droideka, um, and just kind of see how that goes, because that was kind of fun. I almost always, I could probably three, I usually use a Resistance Trooper and Finn with RJT, along with the two droids. Mm-hmm. I could probably, the best part about using R2 with them is because R2 will always open, and you can always open with the AoE which most of the time leads me to go first with BB-8, who then gives all the turn meter to Ray, who goes first. Yep. So I don't I don't think I've ever even thought about taking him out of that team because if I did, mm-hmm. then I would never go first with RJT. And that's why the main reason I keep R2-D2 in there. And I was what I was saying was I would think that those three could three-man a lot of teams, even without Resistance Trooper and Oh, I'm Finn. sure they could. Um, but I know I just never do it that way, but like, I love having those three together. R2-D2 is just spectacular. Um, I mean, he, he is a really great character. I generally like to run him with CLS and I tried to do that today, but, um, due to the General Grievous situation, General Grievous and Newt were still standing. So I went in with only two characters. I went in with Han and Chewie. These two together, if you can manage to split them up from CLS, they are an amazing cleanup crew because you obviously get the guaranteed opening stun from Han plus the call-in from Chewie that does the 20% health damage. It is really great at taking out like a General Grievous or some other difficult character that has a lot of health, Uh, you know, aside from like a Malak or crew that, you know, resists percent uh, damage effects, but... It is unbelievably effective, and they're great at recovering health and protection, and so it's super easy to finish with all your banners. Plus, you get the bonus banners for having those other three slots empty. It is a, it's probably the best cleanup crew. The only thing is it does hurt you on offense a little bit, but if you have enough around CLS to make another Rebel team, I think you're fine. Yeah, they... The only thing, the thing with uh, Grievous, you were mentioning, the I have not seen a team, a Grievous team on defense yet, without Magna Guard. Now that he got his rework to stealth everyone, yep. so yep. if most cases, if you don't see a Magna Guard in a Grievous team, Han's going to destroy him. Oh, but if you see Magna yeah. Guard, don't even try it. That <laughs> at least I, you're going for a harder agree. time. Yeah, and the team that I fought had Magna Guard, but I had killed Magna Guard with my Bastila lead in the beginning, so that wasn't an issue, which is why I was able to do that. But that is a really good point. Um, so I also beat the uh, 
was that the the mission in phase three of dark side territory battle where the geonosis territory battle where you have to use joe grievous and the droids and i focused a little bit more this time on making sure that grievous was killing people and i was able to get that 10 stacks of the separatist uh special buff um and by the end i mean that team was just smashing uh it obviously doesn't affect general grievous but affects everyone else that buff does um i mean it doesn't affect grievous's damage output but it does like the health recovery and stuff and that worked really well i easily went four out of four and uh yeah very exciting stuff i think i only i missed one i failed both the ship missions that did not go well for me today but as far as combat missions i was able to get a watch shard uh the out of the other four missions i went 15 out of 16 basically um I think it's worth mentioning to everyone here, if you didn't know, um, you can just put Houndstooth in with Thrawn on Phase 2 on the mission, and it'll win. Really? Yeah. Uh, so, someone had said that yesterday in Discord, so I tried it on my alt, and all I did was put in... All I did was put in Thrawn, Houndstooth, and then the very bottom of all my ships... Like all the worst ones. Really? Just to have other things in there. By the end, that match took like five minutes to do. Luckily, there's no timer. But the entire time, they were just shooting Houndstooth trying to kill it while Thrawn would annihilate each and every ship. <laughs> so I don't know if it wow. works on phase three. You might want to. I mean, I'll have phase three open tomorrow on my alt account, so I might try it then. But on phase two. Just Thrawn and Houndstooth is all you need to beat the one that's not against Negotiator. It's crazy. Damn. That's crazy. I did I had no idea. That's pretty awesome. Uh, that obviously assumes that you're not putting your Houndstooth in a um uh, you know, a platoon. Um what's your uh what's your boss at? Is he gear twelve plus five or gear twelve plus three? Where where's he at? Hold on. I saw that question in chat, so now I've got to go look it up. Okay. Um, my boss is gear 12 plus the 3 on the left. Okay. With the Zeta. Mine uh, has both Zetas, gear 12 plus 4, you know, just obviously one on the right. Um, I, I kind of want to take him to gear I don't 13. Even, I'm on the I don't even know why I'm talking about my main account when I did this on my alt, so... Let me bring it up on the screen. Oh, nice. So there's here's my Bosk. It's the same. Three on the left, gear 12, with the Zeta. And then the ship is, you know, seven star with everything Max. maxed. Yeah. So Cool. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's pretty, pretty damn impressive, I have to say. Um, I, I didn't, I wasn't brave enough to full auto. But I think I could have. I did auto in phase two with this team. Uh, Emperor Palpatine lead, Bastille Sean Fallen, Darth uh, Nihilus, Death Trooper, and um, holy crap, who, who was the other character? Uh, oh, I think it was Shore Trooper. Um, yeah, just freaking hit auto, and that thing 
kicks ass. Um, I like running Range Trooper in there and play Shore Trooper too, as I've mentioned in the past. But um, I, I usually just end up throwing Treya and Scion into the uh, uh, the platoons, and then you know I'm able to uh, put Darth Nihilus with Emperor Palpatine. Is it's freaking ridiculous. I absolutely love that team. It's a lot of fun. Um, and, uh, I, I think I got a video of this because it just got to a stupid point. This was phase two, uh, phase two with my first order team. Um, it ended up coming down to like, it was just first order executioner left and he had so much health stacked up that that he was basically like crew. They would attack him and he would actually heal. But they implanted implanted so many damage over times on him. He eventually died whenever he took a turn. Um, I think each damage over time was like 20,000 damage or something. It was insane. Um, I figured it up. He, he had stacked up like 360,000 health or something. Uh, it was it was pretty legit. Uh, I, I really like the First Order team. Super fun. Um. I just... My, my Kylo Ren, normal Kylo Ren, is still gear 9. So I don't use First Order for much except backline defense in uh, Grand Arenas. You know, crew is absolutely amazing to just stick in on any team. Because uh, mm-hmm. he has that... Uh, Assuming he's Zeta, you have that opening taunt at the beginning of each phase. So if you just put him on any team in territory battle, each phase you go into, he will be automatically taunting, protecting everyone else. And he has a counter, and you know what he does on basic? Tenacity down, which is unresistible. So beautiful. Yeah, it is beautiful. If you if you have a team where you need a little extra tenacity down or you're having problems landing debuffs, consider taking crew in because He's really, really good at that. So, funny story. I was uh, showing the Bosk that I finished that mission with, and he had a white arrow on him that hadn't been sliced. And someone pointed that out in chat. (laughs) So I sliced it. I sliced it on the stream. It hit four times for protection. And one time for flat protection. So nice. it went up to 5.6% protection Damn, that's and 1,000 protection Hell yeah. on Bosk. <laughs> that is perfect mod for him. Yeah, it's hilarious. Nice. Oh, okay. So what did I do this week? Good uh, question. I have... I am seven Carbonti from finishing Gear 12 Django Fit. So all my Separatists... I was going to say this, you know, a week ago, or was it two weeks ago? I can't remember. I was going to say that literally the day Django became a separatist was the day I finished uh, Geo Brood Alpha to gear 12. I remember that. And then I saw a a level 53 gear one Django staring me in the face. So I had to start gearing him up. So in seven Carbonti salvage, I will now have all separatists to gear 12. So cool. The wait, the wait is over, and then I don't know what to do with myself. Probably Padme, or I might start gearing up my five hundred one clones since I love them. I don't not know. terrible but, options, I'm guessing. Um, yeah, it's it's crazy. 
And it's kind of good that I don't have any cantina farms based on what we've heard this week. Yeah. I know we'll get to that, but we uh, will definitely get to that. I have not been doing, I have not done much on my, I haven't done much on my main account this week. I mean, I did get, uh, I mean, I finished, I finished the Sith fighter last week. Literally. It's crazy not knowing what to do with fleet energy. You're just kind of going around and finding gear that you need and farming that. Gear 12 plus. Well, I'm not farming that. For days. <laughs> I haven't been. Actually, I Why have not? been farming that, but not specifically. I'll be, okay. A lot of the things I'm going to farm have that on the node with what I need. So I'm farming that with what I'm farming. Gotcha. But that's uh, I'm farming shock tea and then everything else is going towards gear 12 plus stuff because I need a ton of it. Um, you, you said your co- all your separatists are gear 12 besides what, obviously. Mm-hmm. Damn. OK, so I'm still lacking Dooku, Gunray, Droideka and Magna Guard. They're all um, dude. I am loving Duke. My gear 12 is Dooku. Oh, really? With the with the Zeta, that dude is tearing it up in territory battles, especially uh, when you get a ton of potency on him. Get the potency down on some of these characters. You just point and choose with the B two droid who you want to stun. It's what do amazing. you do with um, Droid Eka? Or sorry, not Droid Eka. Why did I say Droid Eka? What do you do with Dooku in uh, Grand Arena? You know what? I didn't use him at all first round. I did beat the first round, uh, 18, I think I got 1878 and they had seven, like 40. They beat my, they beat one of my teams after two attempt after one attempt. So it took them two attempts and then they gave up. But 1878 is a pretty easy, like, I'd say that's a pretty feasible score that you can beat, right? Yes. Like, Mm -hmm. doesn't seem that hard, but the guy just gave up. But I didn't end up using Dooku at all in the first one. Gotcha. And so I don't know what I'm going to use him for in the second one if I do. But most okay. likely it would be under a... Uh, most likely it would be under a Palpatine lead. Ooh, that's a pretty good idea. I like it, actually. Because he puts out debuffs and... More shock. He's a Sith. Yeah, more shock. He's a Sith, so... I like it. Probably the best spot I have for him. Um, so that sums up your week in Swagar, right? Yep. And it's funny. I mentioned that, uh, 1878 score I got last round. I just checked mine and my opponent got 1878 against me because he stumbled on my night sisters. So (laughs) I should have a pretty good chance of beating this round again. So we'll see what happens. Very nice. Well, let's go to this. Strong with us, this update is Young Padawans. Oh, updates for days. Man, we got there were there were three posts this week that are they're huge. I mean, I don't I don't know how else to put it. Um we really, really have a lot to talk about. So the first one is this relic update about character archetypes. It's kind of weird how they... These seem like three posts that would go over the next three weeks that were dropped within three days. And it was super confusing to me when I saw them all because I'm like, 
Um, okay. This is nuts. You know what I mean? Yep. Like that many dropping in the same time period. But I'll take them all because it's starting to uh, to explain a lot of what this is. And if it did, uh, I'll put it this way. If I didn't know that they needed to be gear 13 before this was started, I would be super, super stoked for this. The gear 13 gate to get to this is still That's a, good, a yeah. it's still a huge point for me that annoys me, yep. but this as a system itself looks awesome. There are a lot of reasons why so people are going to be annoyed about how much I love what they're doing with this relic system. But calm down, hear me out. I am going to do my best to convince you to be excited about it as well because I think there are there's a lot of stuff that is really favorable for just about any type of player, especially someone who's interested enough in this game to listen to a podcast about it. So uh, <laughs> these archetypes are really interesting. And what they've done here is... They've created 12 different classes of characters. So, of course, you already know that there are basically three stat categories for each and every character. You have strength, agility, and tactics. These are the three things that it's kind of different for every character. varies a little bit. Uh, but these are, the, these are the stats that increase your physical damage, your special damage, your health, your crit chance, all that sort of stuff is lumped under one of these three categories. Uh, you do, of course, get additional bonuses, you know, from gear outside of that. But these, you know, this is just kind of like a package deal where it increases all that stuff by a certain factor. And so we have those three stats. And then we also have four roles, four different types of characters. We have attackers. We have tanks, we have healers, we have support characters. And this is one thing that's always been weird to me in this game. RJT, for example, Jedi Training Ray. She is, she's an attacker when you use her. But if you look at her role, she's actually classified as a tank. She doesn't have a taunt. She doesn't do anything that a typical tank does, but she is categorized as a tank. Um, so we're just going to, I'm going to keep using her for this example and talk about her statistics specifically. Um, so my RJT is gear 12 plus four and her stats are her strength stat is 1331. Her agility stat is 1258. Her tactics is 759. So her tactics is considerably lower than her strength or agility. And as you can tell, the strength is the highest number there. So my assumption is with a character like her, these things could vary some. Uh, she does get a considerable amount of agility with her final two pieces. So I assume that she will, she will be categorized as an agility tank and agility for her increases her physical damage physical critical rating and her armor 
So it looks like when you start adding these relic pieces, it's going to increase these stats primarily based on what they already do. And this is awesome because characters need to be good at what they do. And like, what the hell's the point of a tank that doesn't taunt? It's kind of pointless. I was just looking at this actually, and it looks like there's just not a lot of them. Like, I don't. Does Vandor Chewbacca taunt? Uh, Vandor Chewbacca does not taunt, no. So, Vandor Chewbacca, um, Ray, obviously, Mace Windu, um, Garazeb, Aurelios, Gar Saxon, Plo Koon, Jedi Knight Guardian, and Mob Enforcer. Those are the tanks that don't taunt. Okay. There's only like five in the entire game. Interesting. I mean, I started looking through this tank list because it seemed like there used to be a lot that didn't taunt. But with a lot of these reworks, I'm looking at these characters like Finn and uh, Fives. And a lot of them have been actually been given taunts to the point where you can look through this list and not really find anyone that doesn't have a taunt. Now, I missed one. Magnagar doesn't have a taunt, but he does have the separatist thing where everyone stealths on the first turn or uh, separatist droids all stealth so that's kind of like a taunt but at least much more than some of those other characters um i don't know yeah so what i think's interesting about this is typically strength uh is going to be a lot more catered towards stuff like physical damage health armor generally your tactics going to be a little bit more special damage type stuff, uh, resistance, that sort of stuff. Um, so you're going to start seeing all of these characters uh, kind of divide out into what they do really well and what they don't do well. And whatever that primary stat is, I, do, I will be curious to see if they how much they add to those stats as far as strength, agility, tactics, and if they keep trying to increase those numbers even further because that's generally what the character already does well. And here is why I think this relic system is amazing. What is the one thing, not one thing, there, there are a couple of, you also have potency and tenacity, but what is the one big, huge thing that is so impactful in this game that affects everything that is not increased by strength, agility, or tactics. Crit avoidance. That is a possible answer. <laughs> Speed. Speed! Exactly. And so it looks like what they did, and I talked about this way back when whenever they introduced Gear 12 Plus, Whenever they started increasing the speed of all characters by equal amounts, they are mitigating the effects of speed. It may be hard to tell because, obviously, if you have a gear 12 character without gear 12 plus or finisher pieces, the characters that are gear 13 have a huge advantage in speed that can be hard to overcome. But once gear 13 becomes more common and more characters are gear 13, there is a drastically mitigated uh 
you know, effect of health due to the fact, or sorry, of speed due to the fact that, you know, it takes more speed to be like an equal uh, percentage of your turn meter. And this game is basically entirely about percentages of turn meter, more so than speed, uh, due to the way a lot of these leader abilities and things like that work. So you're getting a lot more balancing of that. You're getting them all closer. Um, and so I think that is a that's really big towards moving away from how important secondary speed is. But these stats increasing, the fact that each time you increase a relic, these stats will be increasing and that affects your mods because mods obviously affect your stats as a whole based on your last completed gear level. Obviously, once you hit gear 13, all your stats are factored into your mods and relic. the relic system will be doing the exact same thing. And so now all of these mods that you have that have really good secondary percentage stats that you don't know what the hell to do with, this is going to make them that much more important. Something else is protection. Characters that are more protection-based, so think... You know, like maybe Thrawn, Bosk, and Bounty Hunters. There's quite a few characters that are pretty protection-based. That is going to get mitigated a lot, too, because there's going to be no additional way to increase protection unless they add something in the Relic System, which is possible, uh, but it will probably be like a flat number or something if they do that. Um, this is going to start catering a lot more towards health, damage output, and defense. So those are things that I highly suggest everyone start looking at now as far as secondary stats and holding on to really good mods that have good secondary, um, you know, offense, health, and defense because they're getting a big boost. So a couple things based on all the things that you've been talking about here. One thing I wanted to mention as well, I don't think that you really touched on from the post there, is we talked about, you know, this this the main stats of these characters based on what their stat and role is. And but they also said I got it highlighted up on the uh, screen there. Uh they said this at the end of the second paragraph there. Additionally, each archetype now includes a special mastery stat unique to that archetype. This mastery stat elevates the gameplay goals intended for each archetype to further sharpen the distinction between each character in your collection. So as far as I can tell, based on what you're saying, and what this says, is that unlike Gear 13 pieces, where it's it's each one is for each different character and specific to that character, it sounds like there's a mastery stat for each of these 12 uh, stat rolls that will they'll be using to increase each of those characters. So let's say an agility tank like RJT and Vandor Chewbacca are going to be getting the same type of stats from this mastery stat as opposed to specialized stats. I don't know if you read it that way. Or maybe this is on top of specialized stats to those characters, adding a mastery stat that also adds generalized stats for that role yeah i am not for sure what the mastery stat um includes i am very curious to find out um i didn't get a strong impression one way or the other from that um but i think jumping 
off of what you just said, I think we might as well just go to the next post. Well, hold on. I got one more point. Okay. And that is this, just kind of something that popped into my head from when you were talking about equalizing, not equalizing stats, but making certain types of characters do their thing better Uh and other characters doing their thing better. What I'm really hoping, and I look at this, I look at this square, like uh, Excel thing that they have in their post. And I think of a lot of, a lot of other multiple games, right? They have this thing. And I don't think they would ever just straight up put this into this game and tell you what to do. But in a lot of other games, they have different types of characters there, but they usually name them like this is a, earth character this is a water character this is a blah blah character and in that way they've got these circles and things where it says this is weak against this and this is strong against this you know they kind of you kind of know if you're fighting this what you need to take and i'm starting to think if we started to get these characters to do the best at their thing but a little more lacking in everything so that they're more specialized there might be open up more in the end game with more characters and uh, these more, the better stat um, distribution, you might get to the point where you get more counters and you know a little bit better what type of characters would be good against other characters, as well as having to know what their kits are to make sure that happens. But it's, I don't know. That was one of the things that popped into my mind with this is if we're going to make characters better at what they're supposed to do, most of the other things that have moved up along in their gear type, just because they are there and they automatically get boosted, mm-hmm. um, it might make these characters more susceptible to other types of characters after you get them to a certain gear point. So it'd be interesting yes. to see what happens with these relics in as far as PvP and making new counters and knowing that this type of character is good against this type of character as long as the kit supports it. You know what I mean? Yep. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I agree. Um. So do you have the post up on the live stream? I do. All right. So let's go to the next article that they posted. This is the Relics and the Scavenger. We'll get to the Scavenger in a second. But right here, <laughs> right off the top, there are two images of relic amplifiers. And I want to talk about these cuz this kind of t- this goes into a little bit more detail about what we were just discussing about these mastery stats and what these relics actually do. So if you look so first here we have a relic amplifier level 2 which is Count Dooku's lightsaber. And The thing I like about this screen here is it shows your current and then your next level. If you were to increase it from, say, level 2 to level 3. What it looks like they're doing here is they're increasing the growth multiplier. That is very similar to increasing a star level on a character. Mm -hmm. So this is something people have always worried about is the next star if that's going to happen. This kind of answers that question. We're definitely not seeing any more stars because this does what a star does. It increases your growth multiplier. And it has a breakdown of all the stats under each category and how it increases those. So you have strength growth. Say on this one, it's going from 3.2 all the way up to 5.1. And that is per level. So um, 
you know, for each level you go up, it increases by that amount. Of course, to get this, you have to be at gear 13. You have to be level 85 and all that. So um, you can see the increases that you're actually getting here. And they seem to stay about the same proportion as far as the increase that they're doing. And um, down at the bottom, you will see Count Dooku, who is going to be <laughs> an agility attacker. He has this special, so you have your strength growth, your agility growth, and your tactics growth. Then he has agility attacker mastery. And this is a new stat, obviously, that's going to be added in. But this stat specifically will add crit chance, crit damage, and damage. This is badass. I love it. Um, We're getting more crit damage in characters? Like, Apparently. Hell yeah. <laughs> I, I, I mean... Yeah, I mean, but damage across the board right there. Yeah, this is absolutely awesome. Um, uh, the, yeah. the potential is that- pretty limitless. And this is level two. So at level two, he has 3%. Going up to level three on Count Dooku will uh, take him up to 4.5% uh, so- additional crit damage. One immediate thought here. Are all agility attackers based on regular damage? Or do some of them have special damage? And if so, if they're special damage dealers, are we upping their special damage at all? Um, because So Count Dooku is a good example of that because I do believe that his uh, shock ability, that is special damage. And you'll see under tactics growth that he does get additional special damage, but it's not his primary way of doing damage. So, um, the the damage output for like an agility character, it can, you know, it can of course vary because the stats do vary a little bit from character to character. And um, uh, my my question is more dealing with like a. Grandmaster Yoda. You're not really getting much out of extra damage from his master or not or his roll stat if he's getting a bunch of damage for every upgrade you do when he's not doing physical damage. Okay, so uh Grandmaster Yoda pretty much entirely does special damage. And his highest stat by a long shot is tactics. So I presume he will be a tactics support character. So he he will be getting additional tactics, uh, which increases his physical damage, special damage, and resistance. So all three of those stats are under his tactics. Um, and then, you know, his health and armor is under strength. And then his crit rating and armor is under agility. So using Grandmaster as an example... He will, of course, uh, be gaining more tactics than anything. He will be getting additional physical and special damage. Special damage being the only thing you particularly care about. And then he will be getting an additional bonus as a tactics support character. Exactly what that will be, we will see. We don't know if these will be the same across the board. Like, say, we see this example of Count Dooku where he's an agility attacker and he gets crit chance damage and flat damage. Um, Will all agility attackers get that? I'm assuming so. I'm assuming that's why they're doing the classes based the way they are. But we will see. 
Yeah, we'll definitely see for sure. At least you know with tactics being his main stat, special damage is under tactics, so that'll be good for him. But yep. it's funny because you don't see a mastery stat on the screen, and it makes me wonder if the, the roll, roll stat is actually... Oh, actually, it is. That is the mastery because it says ag agility, attack, or yes, mastery. Correct. So the mastery stat is this the roll uh the roll stat yes and so. now if we move over to the next image next to it we have zeb's uh relic amplifier and this one's at gear six so it's almost maxed um the max is gear or level seven i believe so um this shows the bonuses that he gets by going up in these and he is a strength tank so his strength tank mastery gives him additional armor. It gives him additional health steal and flat protection. So, um, you know, at gear six, he has plus 3% armor, plus five and a quarter percent health steal and 7,700 protection. Um, in addition, there is, of course, the increase across his strength, agility, and tactics um, you know, he gains some pretty significant armor, pretty significant health. He gains a lot of stuff there. And of course, as a strength tank, armor, health, still protection are the three things that he is getting here um, in this level of, uh, as his relic amplifier. So, um, and of course, like it's just, go ahead. I said, which is confusing. Why they're just making him beefier when he's not a tank. Like, I don't know why those stats are important to him. Besides the fact that he is a tank that is a strength tank. Because those aren't those are only gonna make him last longer, but not make him any as far as the mastery stat goes, they're not gonna make him much more better of an attacker. Well, he's not an attacker though. He's not a tank. <laughs> he doesn't taunt. So what you're trying to do is make him better at what he's supposed to do. He's not supposed to taunt. So give making him beefier really doesn't do anything but, yeah, but make him he's, slap a little harder. He's always been but, difficult to kill. He's He kind of controls matches and is a pain in the ass to kill. It has always been my impression of Zeb. Um, and I, I mean, I certainly think this will do that. Have you read any of chat? Um, I've been reading it off and on. I know Grande's comments you'll want to comment on. So Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, let's see. Um, I don't know anyone that would have that. I know you're probably embellishing, but a 142% crit chance. I don't think anyone's going to be getting that without mods. Yeah, I don't either. So both of these examples so, here. So Zeb, for example, uh, his crit chance, and this is at his max relic amplifier will give him an, addi an additional 15% critical chance, which is pretty significant. I mean, that's nothing to scoff at, but I mean, it's not taking him to like a whole nother level where he's critting all the time. Um, it I mean, it'll be hard to tell until we actually see what all these stats are doing on characters. 
there are a couple things that I think are very easy to take away from what I'm seeing so far. By significantly increasing the damage on characters, increasing the crit chance, and increasing crit damage, this heavily favors offense sets, uh, making uh, percent offense, offense primaries, and offense sets much better because, as we know, as you start adding additional crit damage, that starts to favor offense. But, of course, adding additional damage that isn't factored in on a percentage basis begins to affect, uh, you know, favors a crit damage set. But the fact that they're adding all this damage and all of this will be calculated under your mod sets, offense sets are going to be really good when you start uh, adding in these relic amplifiers. And that is something you should definitely consider. Something also to think about with this picture where you're getting 15% crit chance. That is the highest level a relic can be. Yes. On the Zeb one. So the highest you're going to get is 15%. Um, so I think we have disagreement with the chat. These relics are a significant boost to pretty much everything. Some things much more specifically. Um, like health percentage, defense percentage, um, offense percentage, all of those are going to get a significant boost, uh, by what it appears they are doing with these relic multipliers. Speed is going to become much less important, uh, because you're not getting additional increases. So now by going with those mods that say have 20 speed on them, you're you're possibly giving up a lot of additional offense or health that might actually mitigate that speed. There are, of course, still going to be characters. I mean, I'm not saying that speed becomes completely irrelevant. There are going to be characters that you still want to go first, that you want to set up a spe specific turn order with. However, there will... I mean, if you're looking at getting an additional 1% offense versus an additional 5 speed or something along those lines... These relics are going to make it to where you are far more likely to side with the percentage offense or health or whatever for that character because of the way they're increasing these flat stats in addition to giving them additional boost to uh, these mastery stats that they are adding in. What do you think? Oh, I completely agree. I mean... It just seems it, it at some point the the favorability of adding to what's already there for your character over just adding speed to a character will become it'll it's slowly moving till it's even and eventually they're yes. what it's going to tip over the top. And I think that's what they're I trying agree. to do in a very long process, because obviously speed mods have been the best thing forever. I think what the the only thing that they could do to make speed mods less important was bring up the stats of all these characters to put them as what they are they want them to be, but make the choice harder on whether you're going to drop that speed on there or maybe put on a speed five mod that you have with better stats that rolled. Hundred percent. So. Um, I would highly recommend everybody kind of go through your, go through your mods, especially like, um, 
so just in general, like my modding strategy, I like to stack up mod stats as much as possible. So offense or crit damage sets, um, I look for offense, flat offense, percent offense. I look for that as much as I possibly can. Uh, same with like a primary. Say if I have an offense primary, I am looking for secondary offense. Um, you know, offense pluses that have an offense that are offense set bonus or crit damage set bonus that then have more offense. Those can be very important. Crit damage primaries with offense percent secondaries, speed arrows with offense percent secondaries. All of those things are going to be things that you kind of want to start looking at. Same with like, uh, say a health set bonus, looking for uh, health set bonuses that have percent health as a secondary or defense set bonuses that have percent health as secondary. Doing that will give you a big advantage for whenever you get around to doing these uh, relic amplifiers. Take a, take advantage of the time that we have until this comes out. Start looking through those mods and kind of start modding characters a little bit more in favor of that. Especially characters you have at gear 13. Because from sounds of it, we're going to be at a spot where we can upgrade. They said, if you've been playing a while... Uh, you know, one to three levels on these relic amplifiers should be fairly easy. And if you're getting these, if you're getting significant boosts, like even just looking at what this relic amplifier for Count Dooku becomes at gear level three, those are some pretty significant boosts. I mean, so at um just at gear level three on this one, he gains an additional 7,800 health, three and a half percent armor, um, Actually, a little bit more than that because he gains armor off of strength and agility. Uh, 8% crit chance, 677 damage, um, over 1,000 special damage. In addition to the stats from his mastery, which is the 4.5% crit chance, 4.5% crit damage, an additional 390 damage. All of that stuff at gear level 3. So if you're able to start taking a lot of these characters... Uh, that you have a gear 13, take the relic amplifiers up super quick. It is quickly going to start favoring um, modding them more to what they do well. So start thinking about that wherever you're gear 13 and characters. Think about the, these relic amplifiers and how you can use that to your advantage once this actually comes into the game. You know what I really need to do now? What? Is get my Wampa to gear 13 i've he's like i've been so close to doing it so many times looking at looking at these stats right like i want my wampa with a relic on i don't know what relic they would add for a wampa besides maybe his missing arm um but i'm excited i'm gonna go look at wampa right now because uh you got me really curious he's obviously an attacker I don't think there's mm-hmm. any doubt about that, but he is going to be he's going to be an, be a strength attacker. So, he's going to get physical damage, health and armor off of his strength and they don't have any sort of strength attacker here. Um but I think it's safe to say you will see additional physical damage from him, which is just going to make him all that much more dangerous. Which I is cannot wait, right? I, yeah, I gotta I'm get him you. to gear thirteen next. I'm with you. That's like, that's gotta be the next thing. The um, one, a couple of things I want to mention that we kind of skipped over there. 
Uh, Relic amplifiers can be upgraded from level one to seven at launch. So the first part of this is going to be levels one through seven. Um, yes. Seven levels. Uh, they did say or a little further down in the post that most peop- old-time players will have enough gear laying around to get a lot of these pieces to one to three uh, level. Uh, once you get past that, it's going to start getting a little harder. It also makes me wonder... Well, I'll bring that up once we get to signal data, but that's another thing. Um, yeah. So go ahead. What are, we're moving on to this dude. All right. So this is... Um, you, you may recognize this guy. Um, he's a little scavenger. He rides in a big box with wheels out on Tatooine. Uh, the Jawa Scavenger, he is going to be in, in a new spot on the in the hollow table in the little cantina. So this is pretty cool. Um, you see this little guy? He doesn't look like he knows what the hell he's doing, which is a little bit concerning. But I'm assuming well, we, we should work fine. We should give the background to him getting the job, though. Oh, we. Sh- why don't you do that? G- give everyone the background on how how, how he got this job. So it turns out I was talking to uh, some people and they let me know that there were actually two people in the final interviews to be this guy oh. or to have this spot on the table. And it turned out okay. that it was either Jerry oh. or the scavenger. And I don't know if you, you can see the uh, gif, jif on your screen. He's, he's kind of sketchy. Things are blowing up in front of him. Yeah. It's, uh, you never know what's going to happen. It looks like something's going to catch fire. But as far as I knew, as far as I know, they went with the scavenger because they just did not trust that Jerry wouldn't set the cantina on fire. So that's probably a much, safe assumption. As scary as the things I going mean, on with this dude yeah. are, if Jerry was there, things could have been a lot worse. That's so. totally fair. I cannot disagree with you. Um, CG, good going. Don't give Jerry that job because that I like the cantina. I, I I do too. I'm a big fan of the cantina. Um, you know, if Swaga ever ends, I hope they send Jerry in to take care of the thing. But until then, keep him the hell yeah. out of the cantina. See, he would be happy. That would be the one job he finally got was to burn everything down and end Swaga. Except then everyone would hate him still even more. That's true. Plus, he was doing it. Exactly. He can't win. Jerry cannot <laughs> win. He can't. That that is a hundred percent true. So the little scavenger who thank God got the job over Jerry, he's gonna have a new little spot in between the events and the shard store on your main cantina. And that is going to be the scavenger. And that is where you'll be able to go. And all of this gear, all this bloody damn gear that you don't use for anything, that you keep getting from rewards, that you can't do anything with, finally. Finally, there's a way to make use of it. How useful? We will see. I There's... But there's a twist. There is a twist. There's a twist. Of course. They added mod slicing materials. I mean, sorry, signal data. Yes. That is the problem. So, um, so what it looks like when you go into the scavenger, you will be able to sort by your gear. You'll see the number of all the pieces of your gear. 
gear that you have, you will see the exchange rate above them. Each piece of gear will have different exchange rates. Um, and what they said they're kind of going to do is basically, uh, you know, like Mark, was it Mark 1 through 4 is going to be for relics 1 through 3. And then, uh, you know, it progresses up as you get into the higher uh, relic multi- uh, relic amplifiers. So, um, it, you know, in those screens that we talked about earlier, you can kind of see at the bottom, like, all of this different stuff that you need to start taking these things up. And uh, yawn break. Uh, <laughs> break. Uh, you'll get to start exchanging a lot of this gear. And something that's really cool, you can lock gear so that you don't get rid of stuff that you actually need. Um, that is one of the best things that I that we've seen with this. Because they used to have an old exchange rate when the game first came out where you could sell training droids and the little credit lanterns which a lot of you may not remember anyway but a lot of that stuff you could go and you could sell it for credits and this is kind of a new version of that in which you take take all this gear you get rid of it and you get something back and that is going to be obviously the stuff to um amplify these relics um scrap i think is the correct term so how these exchanges exchange rates work and all of that stuff we will see um at some point i'm gonna have to do an update to the bloody freaking gear guide regarding all of this which is going to be a lot of freaking fun um but i mean these relic amplifiers are gonna be pretty big it's gonna make a huge difference on characters and it's going to be nice to finally spend some of that old gear that I've got sitting around. So if you're looking on the screen here, I'm going to bring up this picture a little bigger so you all can see it. They've got some numbers in here. There's some yellow gear. Uh, so it looks like you need 45 scraps to make a scrap salvage. Is that what you want to call it? 45 pieces of gear or 45 pieces of scrap salvage to make a scrap piece, right? According to this, a yellow data pad salvage is going to be one. And let me just do the quick maths on the purple piece here. Okay. The purple piece is also worth six. And so I'm willing to bet, yep, uh, the blue is also worth six. So the pieces themselves no matter the rarity of the piece, aren't affecting what you're getting. So the blues, the purples, and even the yellows are all worth six. Well, but if you look down at the bottom, the, uh, on the left side of that screen, there are some that are worth 30. So like the Chirotechs, like the Bender's Hand Chirotech. Um, the vape mod? Yeah, the vape <laughs> mod. Uh you know, those are worth 30 a piece, but you're not going to want to sell those. Yeah, exactly. So interesting that I just didn't expect to see blue. So you don't have white on here. That's what I want to see. I want to see where the whites sit. They're probably threes, maybe, because those yeah. are the ones we have an, a crap ton of. And if they're only worth one, that'll be a problem because that's the one we have thousands of. Yes. Right? Yeah. So, 
And the fact that that's not shown, I don't know if that was on purpose or just they wanted to show off the higher end or what, but I need to know what those low end gear pieces are actually worth. Yeah. So, um, this says for most longtime players, relic levels one through three upgrade requirements are going to be very light and relic levels four through seven are going to be challenging and require higher tier gear. Longtime players are very likely to have all the gear and signal data they need to make upgrades one through three within a few days of getting character gear 13. This makes me very curious about the signal data. Uh, this is the thing that's going to be farmable from Cantina. And they talk about that we're going to be getting it often enough to be able to make the upgrades one through three within a few days. That's kind of interesting. Um, I'm very interested to see if they do like some sort of backlogging on like energy you've spent to give us signal data or no, that surely wouldn't be the case. There's no way they do that. Um, which part are you talking about? The I think signal, I know what you're talking the about. signal data that I assume that's probably just from starting at nothing to getting them to uh, three within a few days, probably with a few crystal refreshes each day to get the signal data. But see, this is what I also wondered about this post as well, because it said you all you should have in your stock this enough to get the to you know one to three on level on these things. Does that just mean as far as the gear goes? Because if the signal data are they backlogging signal data on those nodes? Like it doesn't. Yeah, I, just, like, I think what they mean is just within a few days, like you can get enough to take go through one through three within a few days of farming that stuff. And that you'll probably maybe, have the rest of the stuff. Maybe, just maybe. We will see. You know, back in the day when they introduced mods and they introduced a couple of new features, they where they would put a thing in the mail that said, "Here are some. Here's this piece. Try out this new feature. Maybe, just maybe, they'll give you signal data. I don't know. Yeah. The eternal optimists here on the Shattered Order podcast. No kidding. Um, but I, I'm pretty excited about this. Uh, really, anything that makes uh, speed mods less valuable and gives us uh, more creativity and more ways to be specific about the way we want a character modded, I think that's a good thing. Um, so, now that we're kind of done being math nerds and stuff, let's talk about farming. Uh this was the most recent post, the Relic Material Farming Locations. And they updated some stuff. Um, why don't you tell everyone about this real quick? All right, so it looks like they had to update some character nodes to make room for where you're farming signal data, which took away another question that I had when I read the first post we just went over. Because I thought maybe signal data was something that you had a chance to get with every cantina uh, cantina energy use. But it looks like these are only two specific nodes. As far as what the changes are, I'm thinking that we can guess what some of these nodes that they're going to be on actually are. Uh, actually, this really only moves it down to a couple nodes that it would be. So, Kylo Ren, Talia... And Lando Calrissian were on two nodes before. Uh, they took off the sixth 
the level six and five nodes for all three of those characters and added veteran smuggler Han Solo, veteran smuggler Chewbacca, and Sith assassin to the level five and six nodes. Um, off of the Cantina 8G, 8F, and 8C nodes. So it's looking a lot like to farm signal data, you're going to be farming 16 energy nodes in level 8. Very similar to the way, like I already said, mod slicing is at the last nodes of the mod uh, battles. Uh, Looks like signal data will be at the last nodes of Cantina in this 8G, 8F, and 8C spot. So doesn't look good for getting this while just farming characters. It's probably going to be specific farms. Uh, choose your character shards or choose energy nodes. Um, yeah. Uh, it says certain cantina nodes. So I will be interested to see exactly what they end up doing here. But uh, man, I would have killed to have the veteran smugglers you know in like the fifth tier of cantina previously because those 16 energy farms are freaking awful by the way this just makes my <laughs> the first order start to the game a little easier because now when you're farming those jedi knights or the smuggler nodes Way easier for a new player. Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Yep. For sure. So, that's good. Agreed. Not to mention they suck. So, using 16 energy on them for the longest time was just such a pointless endeavor. Yeah. I don't know what 5 is. I don't know where that's at, if it's 10 or 12, but it's not 16. Yeah. So. Which is such a relief. Um, and so something else, this, the fact that, um, that the veterans are the ones that they moved and they didn't move the other characters. If you're a newer player, I would seriously consider thinking about making sure you have RJT very soon because there is a really good chance that she will be needed for the episode nine version of Ray. And the fact that they chose these two characters to make easier to farm makes that easier, which I think could be really important. Yeah, it's... We're at the point now in the year where things become... Like, episode 9 stuff starts to sneak in. Yes. And you gotta pay attention to that kind of thing. Yep, 100%. Um, cool. Well, uh, the last thing is that, like, the gear inflow, they mentioned that um, how this is going to change the nature of demand for gear in the game. Some some pieces, you know, may become less important. Others may become more important. And they're going to do some analysis and kind of see how this stuff goes. And they may end up making some changes. We will see. They're going to be monitor- monitoring and they'll kind of make sure that things kind of keep flowing the way they do, I assume, uh, to a certain degree. But um, I'm pretty happy about uh, about the way about the way they're going with this. Um, 
The only thing about that paragraph that bugs me is that it almost makes it seem like the update to the daily rewards, which we will talk about, is the only thing they're doing, which to me is good, but not enough. So I really hope there's more than this. I agree. I think there will be. I I, I think we're going to get changed to challenges very soon. I'm just totally I should, guessing. God, I hope so. But I, I, I have a sneaky suspicion. Please make the mace one... I mean, the mace useless. one, relics will make Not, the mace yeah. one a little less worthless. Yep. But there's really nothing in there to gear anyone to gear 13 uh, to get those relics. Yep. So please, for the love of God. <laughs> to totally agree. Um, all right. You want to talk about these daily activity changes real quick? Uh, yeah, let's talk about those. So there was an update on the 28th with changes to the daily logins. Now, basically what it did is they increased the quantity of gear salvage received from two to five from the dailies, and they removed four pieces of gear that were in the dailies. That is the Mark VI Chueb Hypo Syringe Salvage, Mark VIII Neurosab Electrobinoculars, Mark IX Fabritech Datapad Salvage, and the Mark X Blastech Weapon Mod Components. All pieces that you probably have Way more than you need at this point if you're playing every day. What they did was they added the following gear to daily activities. Mark VI Fusion Furnace Salvage, Mark VI Thermal Detonator Salvage, Mark VI Droid Caller Salvage, and Mark IV Bactagel Salvage. All very good things. Um, I don't care about much... the furnaces or thermals, but the Droid Callers and Bactagel, hell yeah. I mean... the. I feel as though any one of those things would be better than any one of the ones on the one they took off. Yeah. So. That's true. They definitely updated the gear you're getting to be useful at this point. But the biggest change uh, was added a bucket that will guarantee three salvage of either the shock prod Kyrotex or the battle computer Kyrotex. Woo! So. So basically, every week you will be getting 21 pieces of Kyrotech salvage. So ba Hell yeah. in the end, it's one I'll take it. a quarter of a Cairo every week. Pretty much. Almost. Yep. So, uh, yeah, then, then as well, they added the potential for 250 crystals. We'll see if that happens. I know people have got the 100 crystals on the dailies, or was it 200 was the max? Whatever the max was, I've seen those pictures out there like, it can happen. Yeah. So we'll see how long before I wind up getting 250. But the problem yeah. is most of the time I will click through before I even see how many crystals I get. So I'm kind of the same way. Uh, <laughs> i tell you what, though. The other day I got the three, I think it was the first day, I got the shock prods, the bender arms, or bender hands, and the uh, what the... I got Bacta gels, and I was like, that's it. I, like, I'm the winner. Even though it was only five crystals, I will take that all day, every day. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, good stuff. Um, anything else you want to mention before we get to an interesting topic? Um, Last thing I wanted to mention is... Clone Sergeant is the login for September. Ooh, I hadn't so, noticed that. Interesting. The reason I say that's interesting is because it was not a 501st clone trooper. 
So the Five Hundred First just got their rework, and they didn't get featured for the month of September. So I'm kind of curious what that means as far as uh, Cody and Clone Sergeant goes. Very interesting. Huh. I hadn't even noticed. I I am... Of course, it could mean nothing and be the fact that there's a light side territory battle that they are required for. But true, possibly. I would think if that was the reason, they would have dropped like Echo Shards. You know yeah, what I mean? Because he's five hundred first, just got a rework. You want to feature that rework? They're selling packs right now. Sell packs for the character. I don't know. So it's interesting that it was Clone Sergeant. I, I like it. I'm not gonna bitch about it. I think it's. I think that's cool. All right, you ready? Always ready. I have a drop to play, but it's not an intro to this next discussion. So here's how this started. (laughs) All right, shout out to Big Deal, who's the one that actually brought this up. Uh, Shadowdor.com slash, or sorry, discord.me slash Shadowdor. You can come join our Discord community and... There is a spot where we have topic ideas where people can post them. And our good friend, Big Deal, went in and posted the following question. More of a poll question for a slow week. Does your significant other who doesn't play the game know how to do any Swaga tasks for you? Log in and collect bonuses come to mind. And then Obi Cola came in and wrote... My SO hates the game. I've gotten better at managing my time playing the game, but hard uh, for her to get past my previous uh, attic attachment to the game. And then uh, Shell 2 came in and said, I get my wife spend ally points while I drive us places, which is a great idea. So, all of this. Let I can a- answer the first question. Okay. I don't know if you have an answer to the can your significant other perform tasks. I when we used to do when we used to go on road trips, my wife I would have my wife sign in back when the pit was the only raid or no back when Heroic AT was the main raid and then you had your solo team. Yeah, I would have my wife log in, go to the squad builder tab, pick my raid my. Ra- pit solo team and hit auto for me nice and that's about the extent of the things i've ever had my wife do that's probably besides collect bonus earn besides collect bonus energy she can collect bonus energy and she can auto the pit raid that's about it so i will tell you what my fiance does here shortly however here's what we did deletes the game from your phone (laughs) considers it um you, you you ask your wife what she thinks about Swaga. I ask my fiance what she thinks about Swaga, and I have her response. I have their responses. So both responses. Let's let's go ahead and just play those. We'll play your wife's first, and then I'll play my fiance's. All right, let's hear it. I don't know. It just takes a lot of your time. Your phone. Your face is always in your phone, and I have to ask for your attention like a bazillion times before you look up. That's what I think. Doesn't sound like she's a big fan. It's not... It could be worse, I guess. (laughs) Which leads perfectly into this. 
I have such a hard time understanding how my fiance manages to spend over two hours every week talking about a video game that literally only requires you to hit the button on the far right in the lower right hand corner over and over again and hope that you don't die. Where's the complexity in that? Then you farm for some shit, which makes absolutely no sense in the world because you're in outer space and there are no farms in outer space. Um, what? Michael plays this game every free second he has and it continuously frustrates me more and more. Then there's the fact that he pretends to poop for 45 minutes every morning, but we all know what he's doing in there. I'm not stupid. <laughs> oh, Caught. Jesus. So, as you can tell, our significant others, not big fans of Swaga, surprisingly. Um, surprise, surprise. I, I have tried and tried to get her to learn to do Swaga tasks because it would save me time. It would save her time. It would make the whole world go better. You know what she does every time I let her touch Swaga? I don't know. Look at the pictures? No. No. Check out the characters? No. She wants to spend everything. She will go in and just start <laughs> refreshing battles, buying everything that she can. The, the, the first time I realized this, I had her do something and... She just kept hitting. I'm like, well, well what are you doing? She's like, I, I just want to play the game. I'm like, no, no, you're you're spending everything. Quit. Um, so she does not touch Swaga, and it's a big, huge inconvenience to our life. Um, hopefully she gets on board at some point, but I definitely <laughs> think it's safe to say she's not a fan. It happens. I can, I. It happens. So, yeah. it it makes sense. It's. I don't know. Unless you have a gamer that's a wife, also your wife, then it's gonna be a little hard. I think it's always the competing attention thing. And yes, my wife. I think that my wife's favorite games include Tetris and Super Mario, the originals, not Super Mario Maker Two, like I have. She'll though she'll play that. One of the only games I have that she'll play, but uh, that's about it for her. So, so yeah. my fiance, she does like playing games, but we usually play like um, Overcooked on the Nintendo Switch or Mario oh, Kart. That game is so good; it's great. I love that game. <laughs> I have Overcooked too on my uh, on my Switch. I love it. Does your wife play? She never has. I mean, here's the thing, right? And this is this goes with the topic, so I can say it. My I my four kids are absolutely enamored by video games, and it drives. <laughs> so there's five of us that are like just <laughs> completely game nerds, and my wife is not, and it drives her crazy. So that you can throw that into the reasons why you know that's understandable. My gaming is annoying because I am raising four more of me. Yeah. That's understandable. So I was gonna say we should get drunk and live stream some overcook sometime. That would be hilarious. Oh dude. That is an down. anger uh inducing game. It is put the chicken in the pot. <laughs> God, we don't have any rice. The uh, rice isn't cooked. I know. What it's are you doing so over there? So much fun. 
You uh, burn the potatoes. <laughs> I swear to God, every time we play that game, there 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 basically ends up being a fight at some point. But um, yeah, so uh, we would be very curious to hear what everyone else's significant others think about Swaga because, like I said, ours not big fans. We even do a podcast about it, and that might be part of the frustration is that we have one night a week. We sit here and we talk about the game, and they don't get attention. Which no, well, just listen to my situation. To. On Friday nights, I'm already podcasting before my wife comes home. So by the time I'm off the podcast, my wife's already asleep. Ah, so f- Friday night. I barely see my wife. So sometimes you'll see me look at, if you're watching the live stream, sometimes you'll watch me look off to this side or lean in for a kiss. And that's a good night kiss. Like once a podcast. Very nice. That should, that should be a bingo square. (laughs) (laughs) Oh crap. His wife. Good night. You know what? Let's do it next week. Bingo. Ah, I like it. Give away some blue stuff. I'm looking for. I'm going to put a channel up in the Discord this week for possible bingo square ideas from you guys because I don't want to just regurgitate our old board, even though there's a lot of good spaces on that. I want to try something new. So I'll put a channel in and you guys can help me make that board. I like it. Well, um, speaking of giving stuff away. It's been a while since we gave anything away, and I want to give out some gift cards. Um, been a little bit behind. I've been stupid busy and just not had a time to go through and get these done. So we are going to do our Patreon gift cards uh, giveaways this week. Um, we'll do some more next week, and then of course we will have uh, we'll do some Twitch ones next week as well. So. All right. So I have the subs. I have our subscriber list. Oh, but do I you? have no- literally nothing to open it with. So, all right. So uh, my computer doesn't have uh, Excel on it yet. I've got one of the. I've got a previous one that um, I will have to grab, and then we will grab that one, and we will just uh, we will have names for you Twitchers next week. Sounds good to me. All right. So tonight we want to give away a ten dollar gift card to R3S6 was innocent and Darth Molly. Both of you hey. are getting one. Um hit us up and let us know what platform you play on and we will get this all squared away. And then we have $30 gift cards going out to our good friend J Pod and Boba Finn. Man, you're going to call out J-Pod from our guild, but not say your good friend Darth Molly from our guild. What do you mean? Darth Molly's a troll. Molly, Molly, we love you equally. That's true. Go LSO. Go Shattered Order. Agreed. Um, He might not even listen to this episode. He's on vacation. That's totally fair. (laughs) Um... So, uh, let's see. The other thing I want to do is just say thank you to all of our patrons. Um, we'll run through that list of all of you amazing people that, uh, support us and 
We really appreciate it. Uh, we couldn't do a show without you guys. Um, it really does, uh, you know, help us keep the lights on around here, um, metaphorically speaking. Um, I mean, literally, I now have lights. That is true. You got some upgrades. Uh, you want to tell people about your upgrades? Oh, well, upgrades-wise, I just got I got a green screen so that uh, the live streams I do will look way cooler than they do now. So, I or like they did. it. So now instead of me in a box, you'll get me as a floating, floating uh, body. Hell yeah. I like so it. Can it work out really well. Can't wait to see this. It will be fun for sure. And it, it just continues on that theme of me getting ready to stream Jedi Fallen Order. Yep. I am almost 100% ready for that game to come out and share it with everyone. Yes, so. that will be awesome for sure. Cool. All right. So, big shout out to all of our Patreons. Supreme Vengeance, Simma, Elton Blues, Ben underscore NZ, Dorian Blade, BMZR, Boba Finn, Azazel, Bedor, Chicken Bottom, Recoil, D-Money, Boo Earns, St. Louis Brews, J-Pod, Jitsu Jet, Sig Sig, Quoth, Noel, Ruskies, Rock, Tyrek Thorne, Z-Splash, Ron Paul Bunyan, Michael Bluth, Seafront 02, Darth Molly Dean Paxton, Wookie Cookie, The James James, Zizer, Mick Mole 2, Gore Stag, Bucky B, Han Pikey, R3S6 was innocent, Socor, Saul, Lauren Thane, and Curvaceous Tidum. Thank you to each and every one of you. We greatly appreciate it. Absolutely. Hell yeah. You guys are awesome. Well, I think it's time to jump into this next topic. I think so too. Let's do it. Since everyone loves a good poll, let's dance through the results and see what you thought this week. I'd like to point out that as much as your fiance doesn't like you this game, she must like making sounders for the podcast. Um, I I usually have to bribe her, but yeah, she she actually does have fun making those. Surprisingly, so <laughs> so that works out at least. Yes, that is totally like true. if the game dies, you can't make any more sounders. Exactly. See, yeah, no kidding. Um, or she'll be making sounders for um the new podcast. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so poll. Lots of poll <laughs> questions. First question Character archetypes. Relic amplifiers will support the role and stat associated with the character. Uh, and there were basically five possible responses of, uh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. I told you more communication is not better communication. And Wait, was there a question? Um, that might have been my answer to this. <laughs> yes, exactly. It wasn't really a question, just kind of gauging how people feel. And, um, you know, people are kind of like, hmm. Hmm. I think, I think that's kind of the basic response here. So, onto an actual technical question. 
um, or onto something more substantial, the Java scavenger, <laughs> do you think there will be some increase to the conversion rate to having the Java scavenger or any Jawas uh, geared, leveled, or upgraded in some way? I think the answer is no, but that is a cool and interesting idea. Yes. I Though I would kind of be crazy. Yes. Um, I mean, it's like 80% of the pie basically said no. And I kind of agree. Um, I don't really agree with the no part of the main answer that people gave. Because not a ton of early yeah. players are going to be having gear 13 characters so yeah that's true they've never done anything like that with these little things inside or you know these little cantina spots but i do think that would be kind of interesting um but uh, let's hope they don't that would annoy me as much as having to gear characters for ships let's just say that totally fair and understandable all right are you concerned that we will have to make difficult decisions and gearing additional characters versus improving relic amplifiers as the gear crunches will overlap? 50% of people said yes, but hasn't this always been a game about scarce resources and hard decisions? Uh, there was another 33% that said, yes, hopefully I will not have to put gold eyeballs into the scavenger to make pieces. Totally fair. And then there was a much smaller percentage that basically said no, whether it was no, they will use the system, continue to evolve to another gear level, basically, or they will allow us to get used to the relic system before they make um, make us have to toss in cryotechs. Uh, Let me attempt with a guess on the system to alleviate people worried about this question. If you're farming one if you're farming a piece of gear for a specific character do you only get one piece of gear from that node That's a good point. Most nodes come with other pieces of gear so in some way or form or fashion as you farm specific pieces of gear for one character you may still at the same time be farming the pieces that you need for the scrap for the, another character that you're working on. So that is to say, it's going to become very important to keep track of which nodes are the best for you to actually be farming for your character to get the gear that you need. Because let's say that there's a difference between an eight, an eight energy node and a 12 energy node for you that that's the numbers are probably off there but some of the energy nodes are higher the further up you get so you might have an eight energy node for let's say carbontes the eight energy node exists for carbontes but let's say the 16 energy node for carbontes also has the piece of scrap that you need or a piece of gear that goes into the piece of scrap you need for another character's uh relic you might consider spending the extra energy on that because you're now double dipping as opposed to spending the eight energy just to go straight after the one thing you need. And then the other part to that is even if you do the, do the eight energy one, there still may be pieces of gear on that node that are going to scrap for the character you need while still gearing the character that you're trying to gear. If all of that makes any sense to you. 
Yes. So I do think that, like we said it before, to look at what you're farming and look at all the different nodes and what else you can get with it. And if you might need that later for that character or if you need it for a different character that you're trying to gear at the same time, this will make looking at what gear is on each node even more important because you're going to want to double dip and triple dip as much as you can to maximize your gear uh, farming. And I know our friend Grande Patron is a huge fan of hard nodes. Um, that'll be something else, you know. Hard nodes will, uh, you know, be a little bit of benefit there as well. Um, all right. So eighty percent of you think that Scavenger is going to burn down the damn cantina, and uh, they might as well have just hire Jerry. Apparently. <laughs> They people would probably think he's going to burn down the game in that case. Yeah, probably. I know, I know I would. So, so I I think there's only one response worth talking about on this next one. We touched on it earlier, but next month's login character is Clone Sergeant Phase One. What does this tell us about next month? Overwhelmingly, seventy nine percent of people said. Light side territory war on Geonosis is coming. And I completely agree. I think it's coming along with the relic system. And it is going to be very geared towards needing relics. I'll tell you why I think it might come this month. So when they released the when they released the calendar for next month, they released it with the Hoth lights, the Hoth territory battle. And the Dark Side Geo attached to it on the same date. Those two. Then the next part of the calendar for the two weeks later had the the opposite side, Hoth, but it did not list the Dark Side Geo underneath it. It just listed the Hoth. And then so there were three territory battles listed, no double on the second one. Interesting. And then about halfway through the day, I guess they noticed that and put the second the Dark Side Geo on with the second territory battle so that there were four territory battles on the calendar. Gotcha. Did they just forget it, or did they accidentally reveal that the light side is going to be at the end of this month? That's a good That question. is up to the interpretation, but that is what actually mm. happened with the calendar when it was released. The second light's dark side geo was missing, and then it got added later. So there is a chance that light side GOTBs will be coming this month, and that adding that in there afterwards was misdirection but it might have just been an accident who knows yep all right so this next question is a little bit controversial um this is regarding the new completion box where you get three cairo techs how do you view this improvement um 67 of people said new free gear is better than no new free gear hard to disagree but 21.3% of people do disagree to the tune of you fools. Don't you see that they're only giving you a taste of the good stuff to get you to spend money. So basically this is, uh, the gateway drug. According to 21% of people. I don't see how that would be the case. Well, <laughs> I mean, it could be. I guess. You start getting more and you get to enjoy spending and you need a little bit more, you know? It's, 
That's that's what happens. Um, Maybe. There's also 10% of people that said, wait, did you see that we might get 250 crystals too? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how many crystals I get every day. Completely honest. So, I don't know. I might have already got it. But I would never know because I click through it so dang fast. Yeah, I I got 10 today or something. I don't know. Not very many. It was pretty pathetic. Um, so the final question this week on the poll is, was your current level of excitement for the light side Geonosis territory battles on a one to seven scale? And it was overwhelmingly, um, with almost 33% of people at a five, 19% of people at a six and 18% of people at a seven. So that is, I mean, those are huge numbers. Um, you know, just under 70% of people that are just super, super psyched about the uh, the light side Geonosis territory battle. Where are you at on this? I would say a four, maybe a three. That's where I'm at right now. Only because Geo, light, dark side GOTB is still new enough and challenging enough that we're still finding new and unique ways to die and fail missions that's fair and not get watch shards damn it yeah so there's still a lot with this dark side geo that i i don't know i with relics coming and gear 13 recently released there's still a lot to do in this dark side geo and now you're throwing in a second one and then having to choose more than likely between the two it's just gonna be it's going to be interesting. That brings up a question for me, for you. Actually, I'll ask the question here in a second, but what, where would you fall on this list? Um, probably five. Gotcha. Okay, so the other question was, uh, right now you can choose, whether it's Hoth light side or Hoth dark side, you can choose to do dark side GOTB. Do you think that when the light side GOTB comes out, that when it comes around for Hoth Dark Side territory battles, that you'll only be able to choose to do the Hoth Dark Side territory battle or the Darth Dark uh, Hoth territory battle. And then when the Light Side Hoth comes around, you'll only be able to choose between that and the Light Side GOTB. Or do you think that you'll always be able to choose either the Light or the Dark? I, like you can I run think... two Light Sides a month or you can write, uh, run two Dark Sides a month. Or are you always going to have to pick... How, do each one once a month. I kind of want to say that you'll always be able to choose the dark, but you'll only be able to choose the light every other time. But I'm not sure how confident I feel in that. Yeah, because I'm starting to think now that I just thought of this that once a month they're going to drop dark side geo to once a month and light side geo once a month, and whether you choose so that between that sense. you're. You're choosing between either light side territory battle or either dark side territory battle. Something that I hadn't thought about until just now. Yeah, I think that's the most likely thing, but I kind of hope they go with something different. We'll see. <laughs> no. Um. All right. We had some write-in comments. Somebody asked why I don't like clones. Um. They 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 murdered the Jedi in cold blood. That's pretty simple. Heartless bastards. Um. I like this one. I talked to Jerry. There shouldn't be any more fires at Wink's old house. 
that that is a relief. Thank you for talking to Jerry. That is uh, that is that is good to know. Um, uh, and if if there are, we we'll have to have a discussion. Um, <laughs> General Anakin incoming. Who is more important to gear to prepare? I wish I felt strongly about this because I really got no idea. Yeah. Um, as far as this question goes, will the light side GOTB ever actually be talked about? No. Um, <laughs> no, it won't. We've It's literally been passed from the last three show notes to the next show notes. Yep. Three times now. And it's not at the bottom of this one, but the odds are at this point we're going to go into trivia yes. and move that to next week. And the odds yep. are they're going to drop two, three or four more relic posts and we'll talk about GOTB when it's dropping. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Well, I might actually, I don't know. Maybe I'll make a video. I don't know. Ooh. I like the sound of that. We'll see. Hey, you never know. So. All right. So you mentioned it. So we might as well just go ahead and jump right into it. It's time for the sexy bearded duo to battle in their swoga knowledge in the most exciting trivia event in the Outer Rim. It's time for the Shattered Order Trivia. May the Force be with you. I hope the Force is with me because it has not been with me for a long time on trivia. So, it has not, and hopefully it stays that way. Because I have—I mean, honestly, I got eight out of ten last week, but you got ten out of ten. I did. So I even it. when I did good, you destroyed it. Yep, been on point. So right. the theme this week is riddles, and of course the uh, the six-digit code is of course in the show notes. But for those of you listening that don't want to go show notes, four three five. Two five six. That is the uh, that is the code again. It's four three five two five six. Four three five two five six. Exactly. And we're in. All right. Are you ready to get this party started? Always ready. All right. Hit and start button in three, two, one. Let's go. First question. In this CM, I take just my apprentice and in the process hinder one of my your missions. Who am I? Mace Windu, Asajj Ventress, Padawan Anakin, or Count Dooku? I have chosen. Um, I have chosen as well. Who did you choose? I chose Dooku. I chose Count Dooku as well. He's the only one up there that had an apprentice as far as I remember. I didn't know he had an apprentice, but I could tell by the wording of the question. I figured it out. Go me. Go you. All right, next up. Win multiple choice. These riddles are cake. 
Without me, your mission is quickly at stake, for I am an infinite protection pool make. Hmm. No, I got it. They are, they are kind of cake when you just start reading through the answers. Yes. And the answer was what? A houndstooth. Houndstooth was the answer. All right. I'm not going to read the multiple choice onto the audio stream. That way you guys are actually getting it without the Ooh. four answers. That way it's like more it. of a riddle for you guys. When used correctly, I am key to the beast, for I am the one who holds its leash. Um, hmm. Okay. Uh. <laughs> okay. This that's that almost sounded like song lyrics to me. It kind of did. Yeah. No <laughs> uh, what did you choose? Newest Metallica song. Uh, I chose GeoBrute Alpha. Uh, that's what I chose as well. We got it correct. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm reading the true or false questions in uh, chat and they're cracking me up. Nice. <laughs> oh, geez. I all right, a thorn in your side, I slow down your team. Dispel all you like, nothing will change. You'll only spew steam as you turn deranged. Hmm. This is a harder this is the hardest one. At least to me. Yes. Cause I can think of what Clone Commander does. Pawns. Sorry, I guess I'm reading the answers to the audio stream now. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go I'm going to go with this one. Wow, it's not that. You got it wrong? All right. I did get God, it. God, you suck. I chose pawns. Hey, so did I. Yeah. Yeah, we both Only suck. because clone clone co clone commander, the one thing I know he does is uh armor shred. But I don't know how that would slow down your team. So we must have something else. I'll be honest. I don't really worry about either one of them. I only worry about Arc Trooper because he does that AoE daze, which is a pain in the ass. Um, him and Medic that's are Arc about Trooper? the only two. Because that's what I thought. That's what I thought Pons did was the AoE daze. And uh, I'm like, that would slow you down. But whoopsie. All right. Five out of seven. Here we go. A new animation I recently gained. I thought I'd be passed, but it came just the same. Beware, I'm no clown, for I have no cooldown. Fives, Echo, Commander Cody, or Rex? Um, hmm. I have chosen. Oh, crap. Um... Oh, geez. I... Okay. Woo. All right. Did you get it? Yep. Went with All Rex. Right. Yeah, I, ch I chose Rex as well because we also did weren't sure that he was actually going to get a rework. Now, the cooldown thing, I don't know what that's referring to. Uh, the fact they got a rework? 
Huh. All right. Well, there's that. Uh, your shock is well placed. It means I can't buff. And sad for my allies, you can hit them with stuff. Even after my turn when my move's just a bluff. Padawan Anakin, pawns, clone captain, or clone arc trooper. This is. This requires me to know way too much about these these NPCs. Yeah, this is tough. Um, <laughs> I've narrowed it down to two, but I think I'm gonna pick one just because I don't know if he taunts or not. Ah, oh, no! Yes. Damn it! I Got went with it. pawns again. I went with clone captain, and I don't know. I still don't know if he can taunt. But I assumed the, that uh, when he's shocked, he doesn't gain taunt, so you can hit his other friends with stuff. So, <laughs> maybe? I got it right, so there's that. Seven out of seven. Somehow you notice your team takes a hit. Across the whole board, your health pool has dipped. But not a single attack, no damage was seen. Alas, below half health, you hit me. Hmm... This is almost this almost reminds me of Newt's uh one where he puts out his special buff where he just kind of waves <laughs> at them and then they they take damage. Did you get it? No. No, you got me this week, but I haven't got it yet. So we might tie. Um, no, I think you're a one up on me. Damn it. I don't even freaking know. All right. Damn. I picked I'm a Gundy. It was Pawns. I selected Pawns both other times he showed up, and then the one time I don't pick him, he's the correct answer. <laughs> I got five out of seven. Yeah, I got four out of seven. All right. The streak ends. Back on the winning Terrible. Terrible. That's all right. All right, now I'm back to the true or falses that I missed. Let's see here. <laughs> this is great. I love it. It's like an instant podcast poll. <laughs> nice. All right, I want to say thanks for everyone that came to hang out on the live stream and everyone Indeed. that listens to the audio podcast. If you want to be part of the podcast when we're not actually podcasting, Go to discord.me slash shattered order. A lot of stuff goes on there. You heard tonight we did a full uh, section on one of the topics that was brought to our attention in the discord. So if there's anything you ever want to hear, there is a topic ideas section of the podcast. We love to hear them. And if they uh, catch our interest, uh, they will definitely be brought to the show. So you guys always form the way what we do here because... I mean, honestly, if you weren't listening, there'd be no point in doing it. So thank you to all of you guys. If you have info or you have 
feedback or anything else you want to say to us that does not involve Discord, you don't use Discord, you don't care about Discord, theshatteredorder at gmail.com. That's our email. You can hit us up there. If you go to the sh- or you go to shatteredorder.com, there's also a feedback section on there where you can say whatever you want and it gets, sends an email to us. So you can go to the, our website. You can, a lot of good stuff on the website. You can also including- send questions directly to Tesh if you want to contribute to trivia. Yes, exactly. A lot of good stuff on our website if you've never been there. Shadowrunner.com. That's where Wink's Gear Guide lives. It's where a lot of good stuff lives uh, as far as uh, uh, Sith raid teams. Uh, it's not been updated recently, but there's still a lot of good info on there uh, as far as new players go with some of the older teams that are on there. Uh, just a lot of good stuff. Um, if you want to support the show, patreon.com slash shattered order or you can use your amazon prime subscription here on twitch uh costs you nothing if you have amazon prime so but it does help us out a lot so whatever you guys can do to help us out we always appreciate all of it so yeah i would say a jerry fact here but we already talked about him versus the scavenger earlier it was very important to get that out earlier so you got anything else you got anything else there wink I, I don't. Nothing else. Nothing at all. Alrighty. Well, we will catch all of you next week, and we'll see if they can post four posts about relics next week. Ooh. I bet there's more. <laughs> all right. See you Probably. guys later.